Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome to the first ever The Gals Guide Book Club. We are so excited to have you guys. We are streaming on Spotify Greenroom. Yes, it's our first time using Spotify Greenroom, and I already really like it, so. Yes, in comparison to Clubhouse, this is so much better, and I thoroughly enjoy it. Yes, definitely. I am posting on the Instagram story that we are live, and I am so excited to get started talking about this book that we both read, The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren, and I, I read it in a whole flight. You took a little bit longer to read it, which is totally fine. I kind of binged it on my flight from North Carolina to California, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a really quick and easy read, so I'm really excited that we're talking about it tonight. Yes, it's it was like such an easy read, but I literally just finished it like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a procrastinator, and it's fine. Um, it's, fine. it's fine, but it was such a good book, so Yeah. So I kind of want to, like, I guess we could talk about like our quick takes of it really quickly. Hello, Susie. So we can talk about our quick takes really quickly of the Unhoneymooners from Christina Lauren really quickly. Um, I want to hear what you thought of it. Since you just wrapped it up and finished it, I would love to hear your thoughts, Hannah. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was unique. Um, and like, if I had to give it a rating, I'm pretty harsh on ratings. Mm-hmm. I would probably give it a seven, a seven <laughs> out of 10. Okay, I can, I can so, respect that. Yeah, so I think I wanted there to be a little bit more character development, but... Ooh, from, wh- from whom? Well, I don't know. Like, I feel like I knew Olive, but at the same time, I also feel like I didn't know Olive, if that makes any sense. Okay, no, it, <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. I That makes a ton of sense. I can definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, um, honestly, same with Ethan. Like, I, I really feel like I didn't really get to know him outside of their relationship. The story wasn't really about him. I mean, it was, but like, it was more about Olive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really thought it was a, a really good book. Easy read. I love when it's an easy read and something that's like easily, easy to digest. Um, 100%. Mm-hmm. So easy to like, like read through. I mean, like my flight was probably like five hours and right. I, I read the whole thing. Yeah, and I'm a huge like enemies to lovers fan. Like I like that that storyline. So um, yeah, I was really really happy that that was kind of what ended up happening. So, but what about you? Oh yeah, the, the enemies to lover trope is definitely my favorite trope, hands down within literature. I love it so much. Um, that's also kind of I guess how I idolize my relationships I guess this is a lot if you were an avid listener of our podcast but (laughs) I for one let's just go ahead and get this said right now I know Ethan's brother's name is Dane but the entire time in my head I kept saying Dante for some reason (laughs) I don't know why Dante my brain just would not read it as Dane and it was just like from now on when I finally realized that it was Dane and not Dante maybe it's just because there were like hardly any lights on and (laughs) the plane but i was just like you know what i'm just gonna from now on read it as dante so he shall henceforth <laughs> there now be dante i mean like also like ethan it kind of like irked me a little bit that like there were times even when he was being serious that he called her olivia and he didn't call her olive and her name is olive and i'm like you love this girl but yet you're calling her <laughs> not her name yeah and she says in the beginning her name is olive not olivia so i don't know 
that's how I personally but felt didn't she, But didn't she call him other names too? Or did I make that up? Like nicknames, but like in a joking way okay. that it was obvious, I guess, that it was not mm-hmm. his name. No, so, but regardless, I still thought it was a really easy read. I blew right through it. There, I wish some of the like, you know, steamier scenes weren't just like a fade to black moment. Like it was like more. Yeah. Like you got more in details, like with some other books that I've read. Um, because not that I, not that it feels like a cop out, but in a way it does. And I mean, Hey, some people, that's not their strong suit. I completely understand that as a writer, some people mm-hmm. are not comfortable or that's not their strong suit to write those kind of scenes. So I do appreciate that, you know, instead yeah. of like being like, I'm just going to butcher this, you know, sex scene, basically I'm going to like fade to black and leave you to your imagination. I'd rather that happen than you do something mm-hmm. atrocious, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the dialogue was really re- easy to read. And overall, I was rooting for their relationship. But I also, you know, see the flaws in it as well. And I kind of have some questions that we can go ahead and get started into um, if you're up for that. Yeah, that cool. sounds great. So, if you've read the book, you know the whole premise of it. I kind of can go over it a little bit really quickly, but to sum up what Christina Lauren has written on the back of the book, um, Olive Torres is used to being the unlucky twin. From inexplicable mishaps to a recent layoff, her life seems to be almost comically jinxed. By contrast, her sister Amy is an eternal champion. She's even managed to finance her entire wedding by winning a slew of contests, which side note, I think is absolutely hysterical. And I'm surprised that you have not done that, Hannah. I know. As I was reading this, I was like, wow, what a great idea. <laughs> but then also it turned to a really bad, bad, bad event very quickly. So absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately for Olive, the only thing worse than constant bad luck is having to spend the wedding day with the best man and her nemesis, Ethan Thomas. Olive braces herself for wedding hell, determined to put on a brave face. But when the entire wedding party gets food poisoning, the only people who aren't affected are Olive and Ethan. Suddenly, there's a free honeymoon up for grabs, and Olive will be damned if Ethan gets to enjoy Paradise Solo. Agreeing to a temporary truce, the pair head for Maui. After all, 10 days of bliss are worth having to assume the role of loving newlyweds, right? But the weird thing is, Olive doesn't mind playing pretend. In fact, the more she pretends to be the luckiest woman alive, the more it feels like she might be. So, you have a romantic setting. You have a situation where you're forced to you know be close and intimate and fake like you're in love obviously in those kind of circumstances you are probably gonna end up catching feelings most likely it's kind of impossible no matter i think how much you hate the person a little bit it's almost like how like the bachelor does where it's like you cut up all constant contact from the rest of the world and your only focus is this man that you are, you know, dating with all these other women and you are constantly just like focused on this one person. Yeah. You're probably going to catch feelings for them really quickly if you barely know them. But I do like that they added a little bit of depth to their background. Like they had prior engagements together. Like they had prior experience. It wasn't just like a random, like they didn't know each other. Like mm-hmm. there's some history there. So it makes it more, um, I guess, believable that, they could eventually like have feelings for each other um, in an intimate way. But I'm right. curious, what yeah. would you have done if you were Olive? Mm. You mean about like the honeymoon going or Yeah. Not? Like, I guess like if your sister, you know, you have a sister, if she got sick and she mm-hmm. had this wedding that, you know, she was bound to determine not to waste, 
would you go like on this honeymoon with somebody that you had a history of like not being able to like stand? Hmm. I personally, I think it, I feel like it depends on the location. I, I feel like that's where it yes. really comes down to. Like, if it was hair. like a honeymoon to like Tennessee, nah, I'm a pass. <laughs> <laughs> but like Maui, Maui, like mm-hmm. Hawaii. Yeah, I would, I would totally go to Maui because, like, yeah. like, like she thought, like they could kind of enjoy it at the beginning, like enjoy the honeymoon, like separately, basically. Yeah, because he's not like a stranger. If it was a complete mm-hmm. stranger, I'd be a little weird about it because. Who am I sharing this honeymoon suite with? Like, I don't know you. But, like, if I know you mm-hmm. and, like, I I might be able to put my feelings aside. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, I can tolerate anyone for 10 days True. in Maui. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, honestly. Pretty much. Because it's like, you. And I mean, she went to the mindset of, like, we don't have to hang out. Like, we can, like, do our own exactly. things. And, like, that's the mindset I would be about, too. Like, I would be perfectly fine with that. And... I I mean, I am a good liar. I could easily go along with the lie as well, too. That was the one thing about her character that kept getting on my nerves was how bad she was at lying and how... Oh, that was, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I, literally, I was having anxiety for her when, like, all of that was happening. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would have it under lock and key. I'd be so smooth with it. Oh, like, yeah. Totally that's what smooth. that's I would be Ethan in that in those shoes. I'd be like, dude, like chill, like just breathe for two seconds, just let me do all the talking and just mm-hmm. shut up. <laughs> so yeah, I think a lot of people yes. probably would have done what Olive did. I think they would have gone along with it. I think they would have enjoyed a trip and taken that opportunity. I think when it gets into a little bit more details, which I'm going to get into with some more questions, that's when it kind of gets more complicated. Um, For example, Olive panics when she runs into her future boss at the resort in Maui, and she says that she's married to Ethan, so the staff at the hotel don't catch on to her lie. What would you have done? Like, would you have lied to the boss? No. Nope. 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 I would have been like, we're here for free. I would have been like, I'm going to tell you later. I'm going to tell you later. <laughs> like, I'm gonna like immediately, like, as, yeah. Like, as soon as, like, I would have gone along with it in front of the masseuse. And as soon as the masseuse left, I'd be like, actually, like, low-key, I'm on, I'm, like, here for a free trip. So, like, I'm just going along with mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Like, I would immediately yeah. corrected it as soon as that person left the room. Um, yeah, because she knew how important honesty was to her boss. Like, that was, like, one of his, like, big like things that he I don't know really harped on in his uh yeah you know business and so like knowing that I would have been like okay well I'm not gonna lie to him because then he's yeah. just gonna like peg me as a liar and I don't want to be you know the new girl <laughs> at the job who's the liar <laughs> yeah I would have I been like it was my sister's like my sister got really sick but and like it was her wish that I go on this trip and like apparently it's super strict uh so I'm just pretending to be her for now, but mm-hmm. you know, hopefully that's okay. Like hopefully and hoping that you correcting it right then and there is like fine. If it's, would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been a lot better. I mean, I still don't could, know. If, yeah. She's still going to tell the truth, but I don't know how that would have gone for her with the staff in that moment. I can see both sides to it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And I feel like her boss would have, I feel like it, he would have had the same outcome like either way because either way she Probably. was still not being honest to somebody. But also like oh. when you're a twin, 
and your sister gets sick and they have a free honeymoon, you go on that honeymoon. Like, also, they're not like, going to know. If my, also, if, like, my, in my opinion, I wouldn't want to work for a boss who was that judgmental of what I did in my free time. It's not, re- like, reflective of, like, my work. True. Like. Yeah. There's, like, a, there needs to be a, a line between, per, like, your professional life and your personal life. Yeah. And when those, when those gray, that's a little bit tricky. So. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. I would love to know what other people thought um, as well. And if you guys are listening to this, because this is also going to be a bonus episode on our podcast. If you accidentally missed this live chat, you can always DM us and we'll share it on our Instagram store because we are going to um, share this on there as well. Um, once they think they're in the clear with her boss and his wife leaving, they're like going back home. Ethan's ex then shows up with his with her new fiance, Right. Uh, what do you think about those scenes with the ex? Like, I, I know what you probably think. <laughs> it's always an ex, you know, it's just always, yeah. it's always an ex. I was legitimately so mad at Ethan's <laughs> ex though, because who the heck says no to a proposal via writing on her whiteboard with Sharpie and moves their stuff out before the person gets back from the party that they were attending, like where, where the proposal happens, like mm-hmm. the, like the one, like you don't even have enough guts to say no to their face. You just like walk, like leave and go right on their whiteboard. Like I yeah. did not appreciate the ex's character. I thought, I thought it was a little comical how they both were there, how all these people were magically all at the Mm. same resort in Maui. Um, (laughs) But because that honestly though, like something like that would happen to me, you know, like honestly, yeah, honestly, like something like that would happen to me where like my fiance's ex would like be at our honeymoon, like something like that. (laughs) You're saying it now. You're calling it now. Um, I (laughs) cannot wait to hear when you and Blaine get back. From your honeymoon. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure so, I'm sure we'll run into somebody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was like incredibly awkward. One, because I felt I don't know what her intentions were in some mm-hmm. of the situations. And valid. And like her wanting to like grab a drink drink with him. Like, I don't know if it was to like apologize or because she was jealous, but then she was there with her fiance. But also from her perspective you know how he was like oh I can't believe she's already like engaged the flip side oh I can't believe he's already married because they like played it up Mm -hmm. like they were married so I don't know I mean I guess I could see her like wanting some clarification but also like he doesn't owe her anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) because of how that ended so um yeah yeah, when the ex, just when the exes come back, I'm just like, no, go on, it's always, go it's always on. Messy. And then when they were yeah. like stuck on the boat together, I was like, this is not happening. <laughs> Sounds terrible. The boat scene, the boat scene killed was so me. Funny. I was eating that up. I was like, I could, I was literally, I think, picturing you that whole time. I was like, oh god, yes? I'd love to know what Hannah would do in this situation. I would kill to know her oh, reaction man. to all this. <laughs> Well, you know, I would just kill him with kindness because... Oh, 100%. That's the Enneagram 9 in you. Yeah. So, so (laughs) fabulous. Okay. So once they get back from Hawaii, Olive and Ethan, they like remain close. 
And mm-hmm. it's interesting. I, it, it is so interesting to see their relationship like on like the continental US, if that makes sense. Like when they are back like in their hometown and their normal life. Because mm-hmm. especially with other books that I've been reading, I'm not, not alluding to anything within the next like choice that we have for our book club. But how a couple like that situation is like it's like a summer romance in a way because yeah. okay now we're going back to school things are different when the dynamics change and cities change it's always interesting because i mean you always dream of like having like a beach fling or like a summer fling but you know realistically i don't feel like in most literature or most movies that works out because the allure of where you were and like the place and the location playing us so heavily into how your relationship works out i think is really big uh and why some of those kind of romances don't work out so it's interesting to see how christina lauren tried to make it still feel normal when they're back home but obviously life becomes complicated like when they're not on an island Allah has to come clean to her boss that she was not actually married to ethan and then he fires her so yeah do you think that would on her first yeah do you day. think it would happen in real life <laughs> that's i think that's what absolutely not yeah no. that's no i don't I see think, that happening. i think someone would be like confused like i think they would be like wait what <laughs> um but Maybe like, my boss is just so chill that, but like, I don't see. Like he, I feel like he took it so personally. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was really awkward, and I felt really bad for her because she was so excited to like have a job. Um, and then she was fired. Um, yeah. Or I would just be like, you know, if you really don't want to tell the truth, I mean, you could keep lying, and you know, eventually be like, oh, mm-hmm. we actually got an annulment because i found out he was cheating on me making be the bad guy and you know i mean i know eventually you guys they're dating here's the thing they're dating just keep going along with it and you know by time you actually do get married maybe it'll be a different job i don't know like yeah yeah like they were still together but also like you don't have to hang out with uh your co-workers yeah so, there's boundaries there can mm-hmm. be boundaries yeah. yeah, I definitely don't think that that would have happened um, in real life. Not at all. No. I don't think my boss cares that much about my personal life. They probably would have been like, that girl's a psychopath. <laughs> but like, okay, well, hey, at least she's good at her job, man. I mean, that's all that matters hey, at to least, me. At least, at least she got to enjoy Maui, right? <laughs> or like, just say like your marriage, like you got married like on a tropical island and it actually wasn't legal. Or you got married in Vegas and you found out it wasn't actually legal. Yeah. So you're taking the time to plan a new wedding. So that time, yeah, see, there you go. There's so many other solutions that could have happened. I mean, yeah, honesty is the best policy, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I guess one of the bigger questions is I have two. Okay. Do you think they're a good match? All of anything? Uh, Yeah, I do. I do too. I think that he definitely loosens her up. She needs to relax and breathe. Yes. She is incredibly anxious and uptight and not in like bad ways, just in like, yeah. I feel like perfection is like important to her in a sense. And I feel like she's always mm-hmm. like comparing herself to something else or someone else. And so I think she's definitely a one on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know if they mentioned her birthday. He- Do they mention her birthday? Um, I don't think so. Possibly. I was gonna say, she's a, she's a Virgo woman. If I've ever seen one. <laughs> but he I think he just brings her like like he just kind of like centers her a little bit 
Yes. Um, and they yes. just like, I think the thing that I like about them the most is that they can like pick, pick at each other and have fun with each other. And that's like part of like them showing like how much they like truly like each other. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, yeah. like some people, they got good banter. yeah, they have good banter, but then they like also have really sweet moments. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, I really liked them today. I was rooting for them the whole time. So, I mean, I would date Ethan, honestly, like if we're talking about like the kind of guy I would date, it's Ethan. I like somebody mm-hmm. I can have a good banter with, but who can also be like romantic at the same time. And, you know, just kind of grounds me in some ways. I definitely mm-hmm. think that they work mm-hmm. well together. I like it when you have relationships like that, when you have somebody who is a little bit more, you know, type A with somebody who's a little bit more type B like Ethan. Uh, I think it really brings a nice harmonious yeah. balance to it. I think you and Blaine are that way for sure. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I think a lot of more people out there need an Ethan. And I mean, Ethan also needs Olive. He needs somebody who's going to be practical and, you know, bring reason and logic into certain scenarios and, you know, keep him on his toes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> I'm still cackling at the fact that she thought that he didn't want to, like, want to be friends with her because she was eating cheese skirts. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a ridiculous reason. So- I was like, that is so... She was like, he must think I'm repulsive. <laughs> I was oh, cackling so because... I could I could envision, I could see it so well on the page. I thought it yeah. was so funny. Oh, yeah. Yes, like, I could just see her, like, holding this little, like like a little like french fry container thing of cheese curds and just like eating them and him just like staring at her like what are you doing <laughs> yeah if you're just now tuning into our green room we're talking about the unhoneymooners by christina lauren and we're actually i have one more question left and then we can talk about it more if any of you guys who are listening have questions we can also open up the floor to that but my last question is at the end of the book you find out that amy her sister Olive's sister, uh, her husband has like a really like weird rep and like relationship with Olive. And basically he's like, like, he's not a good guy. The guy I've been saying is Dante, Dane, Dante, whatever. He's not a good guy. <laughs> like he basically uh, has been kind of like trying to keep Olive and Ethan away from each other. And then at the end of the book, he's like married to Amy, Olive's twin sister, and ends up hitting on Olive and like coming on to her. And she tells Ethan he doesn't believe her and she tells Amy, Amy gets mad as a person normally would. She gets mad because she's like, why are you trying to ruin this? But then she like does some deep diving and then she finds out that Olive's telling the truth, which I mean, why would her twin sister lie? Uh, especially if she has no reputation mm-hmm. of lying. Uh, and then, you know, she finally is like team Olive and everything. And then Ethan finally comes around and, you know, apologizes for not believing her in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, would you have taken Ethan back? He comes to the diner, he begs for her to come back, and she goes back to him. Yes, but I did not appreciate that he did not trust her word. However, to play mm-hmm. devil's advocate, he hadn't really known her super, super well for super long. And mm-hmm. it's hard when, I think it's hard when family is involved because you're always going to want to believe family. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, they weren't quite to the level in a relationship where they would consider each other family. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But I think that once he realized like what Dane had been doing and when Amy was a literal savage and invited all of his God, exes I love that to moment. the house. It was she like, is me. I am Amy. Like <laughs> that was, I, when I saw that, I was moment. like me. <laughs> God, I love that. But like once he realized it, and then I think he, it actually clicked that his brother was not the guy that he thought he was. I think that mm-hmm. him coming around and realizing and apologizing for what, for not trusting her. I think, I think he did a lot of reflect reflection and like was able to um, at, like take accountability for what he did wrong in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me was mm-hmm. enough to say, okay, like you're a kind of, you're the kind of person that like, if we were to possibly have a conflict down the road, like, I feel like we could like work through it. Um, especially because it wasn't like a, con- mm-hmm. I mean, it was a conflict between them because he didn't like trust her word, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. a conflict, like between like that all that happened with Olive and Ethan. Like it was like somebody else's conflict. If that makes sense. That was kind of brought into their yeah. relationship. But I think that are you referring to because I mean, like, if you're listening to this episode or you're listening to this right now live and you haven't read the book, I mean, we've already spoiled everything for you. Uh, But are you referring to when Olive references back to Dane? I keep wanting to say Dante. (laughs) Basically, like, was cheating on Amy the entirety of their relationship. Is that what you're referring to as like the third party problem? Yeah. Yeah. See, like that, I'm just the kind of person that <laughs> where I don't know if I would have taken him back because I, one, if I have a twin sister, I'm a, I don't have a sibling, so I can't relate to this, but like, I'm assuming if I have a twin sister, we're pretty close and I'm going to know like what their dynamic of their relationship was like. And the fact that like, he was questionable of, you know, what Dane and Amy have ag- had agreed to. Like, he thought, like, Amy knew. And Amy obviously didn't know. And so I would have felt like you didn't, he didn't trust me in that particular moment. Like, I know my sister. Like, I'm telling you, your brother's, like, a skeeve. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And stepping out on the relationship. And then he goes and hits on me, your girlfriend and you're not mad about that you're not getting protective over that like i would have been like okay i've seen all i need to see that's it and i don't know it was just (laughs) to me i've been like wow how convenient there would have been i had to have like a serious conversation about it because then how am i gonna know that you're gonna like take my like like back me up in the future you know what i mean uh, yeah. I think it just would have taken a little bit more than him just coming to the diner and um, making a scene in that way. I also just didn't like that he came to the diner. I really didn't like that. I was like, why are you bothering me at my workplace? Like, no, like, can we do this when I'm not on the clock and you got everybody else involved? And then like, I'm feeling pressured now to take you back because everybody else knows in a way. Um, and I get it. It's a romance novel. There's going to mm-hmm. be a happy ending. I understand that completely but i'm also somebody who doesn't like happy endings (laughs) but um yeah it would have just taken a little bit more convincing than just one conversation um in a public public place 
I also think too, if like, so like I probably would have taken it back, but let's face it. I, I tend to have do that anyways. Um, <laughs> if my sister wasn't okay with it, then I would not have. That's a good point. Because that is I a good think, point. I think her having her support and like her wanting like her seeing her sister happy and her wanting her to have a happy ending and her thinking that like Olive and Ethan were like supposed to be together would be mm-hmm. another like reason why I would. But like if if the support wasn't there and it was going to be weird and awkward and like make her feel uncomfortable, then I would not have. That's a very good point. And I, I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think just because having- it, it was messy, like it was a messy end for her, yeah. for Amy. And so I wouldn't want like, I wouldn't want every time that like, we came to, you know, Christmas that like it would bring it back up if that makes any sense. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, this is one of the scenarios where like, for me, like trust is so big Mm -hmm. in our relationship. And if, and I'm not saying you have to take my side on everything, but if I'm telling you something like, and it's just a way of like, just being like, what, what did Olive have to gain? from right making this yeah. accusation I, I kind of forgot about the dane hitting on her scenario and he was and ethan was pretty dismissive of that which was kind of annoying yeah. that's what that, that's that's what like, mattered to me more yeah, that's what like, mattered to me more um, why would she make you know why would she make that up so and yeah. also like you already know you're you're like also um thought it was interesting how uh ethan didn't plan any of the trips that they went on it was Dane. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's, yeah. that's red flag number yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, what does she have to gain about lying about that? Like, nothing. And right. it's like, it's fine. Right. Fine. Maybe you don't believe me when I tell you that my sister knew nothing about um, her fiance stepping out. Like, fine. Maybe you don't believe that because you're like, well, like, I was involved. Like, you're attached to that certain scenario. But now he's hitting on me like I have nothing to gain from making this accusation because I know it's going to create a division in this relationship. I know it's going to create a division within our family. Like there's, there's no good ending to this. So, and obviously I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt my sister, but like, bro, he just straight up hit on me. And I'm not, I know when a guy's hitting on me and I, and then that's what Olive said. Like she knew that he was hitting on her. There was no, there's oh, no tiptoeing around. I that. knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Based on what he said, I was like, I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> like you're step, a, step a couple seconds back. Uh, what? I was like, your wife is not here yet. Um, excuse me. And your wife is my like, sister. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's also gross. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought it was weird the whole time that like he tried to keep Ethan and all of apart. I was like, is like, is it because of jealousy? Is it like. Oh, he hundred percent like wants both the twins to himself. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. Oh, that weird, was the impression. Weird vibes. Did not like yeah. Dane. Dane, Such Dane a was creep. not great. That's why I called him Dante because Dante like devil like Dante's inferno. So that's <laughs> Dante was not great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was like the ultimatum question that I had was would you take an Ethan yeah. back? And mm-hmm. I think it would be circumstantial. I'd probably lean yeah. towards yes, especially if it was like. I felt like that, like, you know, trust was going to be something that we could work through together, but definitely feel like it would be mm-hmm. circumstantial for sure. Just would have required a little bit more groveling. Basically. 
That's well, a little that's bit, a, a little bit more. It. Yeah, just a little bit more groveling. <laughs> like I need, I need to see some tears. Um, I needed you to cry a little bit. Um, and then yeah, obviously I probably would take him back because I mean in my head he at least was hot. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But I'm just saying though, this would be a good movie. I was thinking this the whole time. I'm like Christina Lauren. My girl, can I get the movie? Can I get the rights to this to write a script about this? Because I could so see it. I could see Netflix picking this up and it's being a hot summer drop for sure. Did you I know that so it's funny. that Christina Lauren is two women? It's their best friends. Christina Shut is up. one person and Lauren is the other. And they like are writing partners and they like write together. Shut up. Isn't that amazing? Shut yep. up. Shut up. Yes. Oh my god. Well girl which, gals. Which makes it even better. <laughs> gals, how do you write a book? That's what I together? would know. I would oh, love god. I would love to pick their brain. I would love to know how they write books together. Well, if it's anything like writing a TV script, I'm sure I'm which I'm sure it is, like you're not writing the same document basically like almost like if if you're taking every chapter like an episode you're brainstorming the whole idea together and like you're bouncing ideas off each other and then one probably takes one chapter the next one and then someone takes the next chapter which everyone they feel more connected Mm -hmm. to write they're probably outlining every chapter by chapter and then assigning the chapters to each person or maybe there's like if it goes down to dialogue like they're assigning like one writes ethan one writes olive um getting more into mm-hmm. yeah because it like like i like i um i knew that going into it but i couldn't do it like i couldn't I tell there was no like the voice sounded the same do you know what i mean yes so That's i was so impressive i was yeah um yeah i'm I've, i'm really impressed um yeah because so. i think especially like somebody who is a writer uh-huh. i it's hard to have a consistent voice like that. I mean, that's why I'm always impressed when television shows are able to do it because, you know, ha- that's why you have show Bibles. Like, you know, you have certain like rules of why, you know, certain characters um, act a certain way. And I think one rule, I mean, for when you're writing on TV is that you should be able to like look at a script for the sentence. I should be able to look at the dialogue and be able to tell who mm-hmm. is talking without the person's name next to it. Um, and I think yeah. That yeah. it's done yeah. very well mm-hmm. in this. I usually don't like text messages in books, but I did like that. And this one, I'm just flipping through the pages. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was such a cute idea. Yeah, I, was I thought like, it was really nice. Oh, this was so cool. And it also made it like a quicker read too when like you got to those pages. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Alrighty, gals. Well, if you do you have any final thoughts, Hannah? I don't. I definitely recommend it. Like I said, I would give it like a seven out of ten. I think it's a really yes. good. I think it would be a good. I'd give it a seven like, out of ten as well. Yeah, I think it'd be a good book to take on like vacation, like sit by the pool, or like if you don't live in a warm area, like in a cozy little mountain house, and like just like read or on a plane, or um, like in a recliner. <laughs> I definitely. This is one of the few romance books I've read where, like, there was a child sitting next to me on a plane, and I wasn't, like, hiding my face in embarrassment, like, where they were going to read what was on the page or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I also liked that there was, like, comedy throughout. Like, I liked yes. that there was, like, comic comedic relief, and it wasn't just, like... Like, I don't really enjoy, like, two lovey-dovey books. Like, I like there to be, like, something going on that, like, either it's, like, a little bit of a mystery or, like, a little bit of, like, 
funny parts or like something like mm-hmm. that. Like I get, I get bored. Totally. I get bored with just the like mushy, gushy, like lovey stuff. So totally for sure. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have any final thoughts. I definitely would agree. Seven out of 10 for sure. But if you gals want a say in the next book that we do for this book club, let us know. Slide in our DMs on Instagram at the gals guide pod. And you can also mm-hmm. slide into our personal DMs. Mine is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And if you're finding us on Spotify green room for the first time, hello, welcome. We have enjoyed it. Chatting with you gals, reading like your little text that you've sent us and the dialogue chat. Um, let us know what you want to hear next. And if you want to find us on our podcast, you can listen to the gals guide podcast on Apple, Spotify, and any other streaming platform where you can listen to your favorite podcast and follow us on Instagram at the gals guide pod. We're also on Facebook at the gals guide. And we also have a website at the gals, um, which is www.thegalsguidepod.com. Yes. This is yeah. so fun. I love chatting about like books and TV shows that I watch and read. So. Oh my God. We started, we have a book club, so excited. We have a book club, which is your thing. We, we can start a <laughs> film club, which is my thing. I am for that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Should we, should we announce next month's or next uh, book club? Or? Yeah, we can. And then we can also announce it on our episode on Monday as well. Okay. Do you want to, you, do you, wanna you do it. You have the honor. You're the floor, my dear. We will be reading our next choice for book club is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. I am, I am so, so excited. I, I literally went to go pick up this book in Barnes and Noble and four mm. girls stopped me and were like, oh my God, I love this book. It's so good. So I know it's going to be a good one. So I'm, I know I'm super excited. I'm super interested because I read Beach Read first and Beach Read is yes. like probably in like the top of like some of my favorite books. Um, so I am interested because I've heard some people like beach read more and some people like people we meet on vacation more. So I'm very interested to kind of see how I like it. But Emily, Emily Henry's writing is so good. You're going to love it, Emily. So yay. I'm so excited. excited. Well, thanks for tuning in gals on our Spotify green room episode, live episode. If you gals want to be a part of the next one, if you're listening to this after we went live, we will be doing this once at the beginning of every month after we've read our book. And if you even you read the book and you just want to come in and join and chat and listen to us, we encourage that. We love it. And we might start doing some more stuff on here, but definitely follow us on Spotify green room. Our handles are at Emily Elise and at Hannah Adams. So make sure you guys are following us on there and you'll get notified when we go live again on Spotify green room, hit that notification bell in the top corner and Thanks for tuning in, gals, and we'll hope to see you on our next journey. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.